Perspective Audio Podcast, broadcasting out of the Rio Grande Valley of South Texas, hosted by Christian Salinas. Welcome to this week's episode. I am your host, Christian Salinas, and what you've just heard was a flamenco dance performance uh, by Susie T. Gramoff, who was at the Maxwell Magazine launch party, which was held in McAllen this last week. Now, we were there covering the event, along with our friends over at uh, Miguel Angel Photography. Uh, Stay tuned for the end of this podcast, where we'll go ahead and fade out the show uh, with a musical performance also by Ms. Gramoff. This weekend, the UTPA Library and the Department of Communications will be hosting the CNSOL Film Festival, uh, which will feature independent films, but also panel discussions uh, with some of the filmmakers. Now, featured in a couple of the panels is screenwriter and Valley native Alvaro Rodriguez. I grew up here in Edinburgh and uh, recently moved back to Edinburgh after several years away from the Rio Grande Valley. And I've worked for the last several years as a screenwriter, and I uh, wrote a screenplay for a film called The Hangman's Daughter, which was a prequel to uh, Quentin Tarantino's script and Robert Rodriguez's movie called From Dust Till Dawn. And I co-wrote with Robert uh, a kid's film called Shorts and Machete last year, which um, I'm happy to say uh, Jessica Alba won the... Alma Award for Favorite Actress in a Drama or Adventure uh, a couple nights ago, or last night, I guess. Two nights ago, I think. So, um, uh, that's pretty cool. Although he's probably most recognized for co-writing the script for the Robert Rodriguez film Machete, uh, Mr. Alvaro Rodriguez uh, has worked on several projects. But I had been writing, you know, for a few years before that, uh, screenplays and, and working on projects with Robert, the very first script that um, uh, that he, I, I co-wrote with him was uh, right after El Mariachi, was a script called Cult of Death to Us Part, uh, which we conceived of together and wrote together back oh, just after El Mariachi, so sometime around 93 or so, 94, and it was, um, he had met this actress and thought it would be great to write a script for her, and uh, her name was Salma Hayek. And so we wrote this script, and it, it never got made, but he ended up using scenes from it in other movies like uh, Spy Kids and Once Upon a Time in Mexico took took scenes out of that script. Uh, so I'd you know, kind of been working on different different kinds of things for, for quite a while. and um, But, you know, Machete, Machete was... Uh, you know, definitely the highest profile, uh, you know, movie of mine, uh, script of mine to get made into a film and, you know, get the attention that it did. 
As mentioned, Mr. Rodriguez has cooperated and co-written a few projects in his career, so we asked him if he could explain a little as to what it means to co-write a script. Well, to co-write a script, I mean, it, it can mean a lot of different things. It can mean that, you know, there's two guys, uh, uh, two writers in a room working on the same document, you know, and kind of writing it out together, uh, taking turns at the keyboard. Or it could mean, uh, I think most of the time it means, you know, one writer will write a draft of the script and send it to the other writer, and the other writer, you know, rewrites and writes new material and maybe edits and stuff like that, and it goes back and forth until you have, you know, a workable document that everybody feels solid about, and and then you know that you have that script. Um, so I've done it kind of both ways, where uh, you know I've worked, uh, you know, in a room with a writer and just trying to, you know write out sequences and scenes and things like that. And I've also done the other where, you know, you write your own draft and the other writer takes that draft and makes more material or adds material or edits or rewrites stuff that you wrote and kind of goes back and forth. So, um, but, you know, there are pros and cons to both ways, but each time out is a new experience. Each time out you kind of, you know, learn something new. And the, the, the trick is to find someone that compliments you. And I, I don't mean says nice things about you. I mean, you know, is the other has different strengths than you and brings me different things to the table than you do. Whether it was something Mr. Rodriguez worked on his own or a collaborative project, uh, some of his work has gone from screenplay to the big screen. So we asked him if he could express what were some of the surprises uh, that popped up throughout the process. Well, um, you know, for example, with Hangman's Daughter, I was just really happy with the way it came out. Uh, you know, there's the thing about, you know, you're sitting alone in your room, chained to your laptop, writing out these things that are in your head, and then to see the final product and, you know, see the uh, the incredible uh, work of the cinematographer and just how everything comes together, the editing, um, you know, it's a, it's a very different beast than the one that you had imagined in your head and it really works when it, you know, it's, it's better than you could have hoped, you know, I think Hangman's Daughter, which is this sort of, um, uh, vampire Western takes place a hundred years in the past during the time of the Mexican revolution, you know, even though it was shot in South Africa, they managed to capture these sort of, you know, great vistas and, um, just the, it felt very, it felt very right, and it looks like a lot more expensive movie than it was. Um, so, you know, those things you can't, you don't, uh, you may not think about when you're writing it and when you see the final product. Machete was the same way, too, uh, where, you know, the delivery of, of lines that you wrote, you know, you don't really imagine... Um, you know, you're always surprised when you get to see some actor, you know, reciting the lines that you wrote in your room, and then it's, you know, it's Don Johnson or it's Michelle or it's um, Robert De Niro or something crazy like that, and it's just like big wow factor and big pinch yourself factor. Being that a lot of the time a finished project is nothing like the original script, we wondered if there were any examples of work that serve as outstanding examples of the art of screenwriting? Uh, I think, you know, some of the things that I, I'd read uh, that weren't necessarily 
you know, didn't actually get made as films, but I thought were really cool scripts. I mean, I remember reading years ago, um, Joss Whedon, the guy that wrote Buffy the Vampire Slayer and uh, um, Firefly and Serenity, had written a draft of um, what became Alien Resurrection, uh, the fourth Alien movie. And when I read his script for that, I was just totally blown away. And I don't think they actually used his script in the in the final movie. I think it was a different writer. I might be wrong, so I'll have to check on that. But the draft of the script that I read that was just him um, was insane. It was just really, really good, incredibly well-written script. Um, you know, uh, there are other movies that I think you can, you just know how good they are, uh, how well-written they are. Um, movies like Silence of the Lambs had a great script. Um, That's a really difficult adaptation, and I thought they did it incredibly well. Uh, Seven is another incredible script. Um, you see the mechanics of that script and how intricately plotted it was, how smart it was. It's like, you know, playing chess with a master when you read scripts like that. Um, even comedy scripts. I remember asking for a copy of the screenplay for this um, movie called What's Up Doc with Barbara Streisand and Ryan O'Neill from the early 70s. And I got sent the um, original draft of the script. And uh, a writer named Buck Henry had done a rewrite and is credited with the screenplay, but I hadn't seen, I didn't see Buck Henry's script. I saw the original writer's script. And you can see how much it evolved when Buck Henry came on board and did the rewrite and, and made it incredibly funny and just incredibly well-paced and took a lot of the ideas that were in it and just made them really golden. Now, what if we decide we want to start a career in screenwriting? Does this mean that we have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, on expensive film schools? Mr. Rodriguez points out that that may not be entirely necessary, but some elements are pretty essential. You don't necessarily have to go to film school or, you know, major in screenwriting. I, I didn't do either one of those things. But I do think that, you know, it pays to, um, you know, to try to embrace and uh, immerse yourself in in a little bit of of, of the uh, the sort of the technique and the format and the style of screenwriting. So, you know, pick the movies that you like. Pick five movies that you like and try to find the screenplays for those movies and read their scripts. See what it is that makes them tick, you know. If you have a favorite scene in the movie, try to see how the writer wrote that and how that reads on the page compared to how it looks in the screenplay, uh, you know, how it, how it looks on the screen, I mean. Um, so, uh, and then on top of that, you know, I think we're all already, we already have so much storytelling training in our own personal lives, you know. We grew up either reading stories or having stories told to us. We understand this, you know, we go to movies. That's the first, you know, uh, primer to wanting to make movies is you got to want to, You've got to like them. You've got to watch them. You've got to recognize what's what's good about them. Um, and then you have a much stronger sort of field to, um, you know, uh, understanding of that field that you want to get into. We asked Mr. Rodriguez if he could 
be a little more specific as to what are some practical tools available to help those who are serious about pursuing a career in screenwriting? Yeah, I mean, uh, as far as like websites and things like that and books, if you're a new screenwriter, I, I think it might be um, useful to you to pick up a book called Save the Cat uh, by a writer named Blake Snyder. Um, Blake had several uh, spec sales, meaning that he wrote original scripts and then sold them in Hollywood um, that weren't commissioned. He wasn't hired by a studio to write them, but they were his original concepts and original scripts that he either wrote or co-wrote and sold. And he developed this sort of very um, simple and easy to understand way of breaking down stories for screenwriting. And it's called Save the Cat. I actually did a couple of workshops with him a few years ago. And uh, unfortunately, he he passed away suddenly a couple of years ago. But I've continued, um, I've taught that, that workshop a couple times in Austin and San Antonio. And I just, I enjoy doing it. I think it's um, it's a good way to sort of pre-write and outline your story. And uh, I'm a big sort of proponent of that and kind of making a strong roadmap for where you're going before you start actually writing the script. Um, so that would be one. Um, apart from that, uh, you know, there, there, there are lots of books out there. It doesn't hurt to check out a couple, but I think the the final um, the final bit of advice is just you know these are all sort of tools in the writer's toolbox, and you know you can find the things that are helpful to you that you can use, and you'll know, find a lot of things that aren't helpful to you. You don't have to use them, but um, you can have them in your toolbox because they might be useful to you at some point down the line. In conclusion, we were curious to hear Mr. Rodriguez's opinion on the future of the screenplay. If factors like affordable HD cameras and uh, high-performance computers, uh, the Internet, uh, websites like YouTube and Hulu, uh, even just the fast-paced uh, instant-watch society that we're in, uh, if this will eventually affect how movies are made. Well, I think it already has. You know, uh, I think it already has. I think you're seeing an explosion of self-made stuff because everything is so accessible. You know, it's really the total democratization of the filmmaking process. You know, um, you can go to Best Buy and get a camera off the rack that looks as, you know, will, will give you an image that looks as good as anything you might see on TV. Um, so people can make their own films for very little um, and people are doing that. And that's that's fantastic. And you, but you can also see it in, you can see the evolution of all that too. If you look at some of the scripts, like that um, that script I mentioned of uh, What's Up Doc, you look at some scripts that were written 30 years ago and compare them to the way scripts are written now, and you'll see a, a um, definite progression of a sort of uh, winnowing down of information. Screenplays today are really skeletal things for the most part. Um, you know, especially for, you know, action pictures and uh, different kinds of, you know, that kind of that style of movie. So everything is much more um, succinct, you know, and economical in the way that it's told. And some of the scripts are getting a little shorter. Uh, so I think that that's part of YouTube, part of Internet, part of, um, you know, short films and, and just, uh, you know, faster paced 
lifestyle and a faster-paced movie-making style. But that, that's, that, that's already happening. As we mentioned, all Rio Grande Valley residents are welcome to meet Mr. Alvaro Rodriguez uh, this weekend at the Cinesol Film Festival hosted by UTPA. Yeah, I'm actually going to be doing two panels. One will be Saturday, uh, September 17th at UTPA at noon, and that will be a screening of a classic 1951 film called Deseada with Dolores Del Rio and uh, Jorge Mistral, uh, followed by a discussion with uh, Rogelio Agra Sanchez Jr., who is the curator of the Agra Sanchez uh, Film Archive, which is probably the largest archive of its kind in the United States of Mexican film materials. And then on Sunday, we'll be doing a panel um, at Cinesol at UTPA on uh, the evolution of a script of a, of a film from script to screen. And I think it'll be me uh, and. Uh, uh, writer-director named Jose Cruz Jr., and I think a, a young writer-director-producer named Christian Blake, and I believe one or two others, discussing, um, you know, the process from, of putting a, putting a thing together from writing the script to, you know, a uh, final cut and having their movie. And uh, so it should be, it should be informative and, and interesting and a good discussion. So I hope people that are interested will turn out. They can find out more by going to www.cinesol.com. That's C-I-N-E-S-O-L. And that's it for this week's episode. We want to thank Mr. Alvaro Rodriguez for taking the time to be with us. Uh, we'll have links available to the full schedule of events uh, for this weekend's festival on our website, uh, bpscast.com. Uh, as always, we welcome all feedback. You can contact us through our Facebook page or via email at bpscast at gmail.com. Uh, we also want to remind our listeners that this podcast is now available on the Stitcher Smart Radio app, uh, which is an app uh, that allows you to stream most of your favorite podcasts right to your phone. Uh, you can learn more about it by visiting www.stitcher.com. And we'll go ahead and fade out the show now with the classic melody Besame Mucho, performed live by Susie T. Gramiff uh, at Maxwell Magazine's launch party. You can find Maxwell Magazine, uh, which includes an article about Ms. Gramiff, at uh, most valley retailers. For Border Perspective, I'm Christian Salinas, and as always, we thank you for listening. for downloading the Border Perspective audio podcast. You can find archives of past episodes, more information about our guests, and our most recent contact information on our website, 
www.bpscast.com. Produced by Border Perspective Studios, an independent digital media company.